Welcome to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, where you'll find the unique, the bizarre, and sometimes the haunted. Feel free to look around, peruse the items, and never fear. There's nothing here that bites. Hard, anyway. <laughs> well, hello there. So wonderful to see you return to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. I am your shopkeeper, Chris Baker, and today we've got an interesting item, to say the least. This is not our usual fare. We usually deal in antiquity and relics of the past, present, and even the future at times. And oftentimes our pieces here are showroom quality. Now, this is not a showroom quality piece. This is actually, uh, like I said, not the ordinary fare for Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. It is a simple bottle, maybe a bottle that contains some sort of uh, natural spring water, but this is actually a bottle that was used to collect a sample, and if you look inside this clear plastic bottle, you'll find some black uh, viscous material, almost looks like blackened swamp water, very disgusting. You would not want to partake in this if you were thirsty on a desert island. Uh, if you remove the bottle, you can hear the water sloshing about. And it is this water that lies the heart of our latest episode of Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, for this water is no mere water. It is the lifeblood of an essence as old as time. So let's pull out the kinetoscope and take a look at the new Hulu original, Matriarch. Now, like I've talked about before on Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, Hulu has really come out and been doing a lot in the world of horror as of late. I don't know if it's an October thing, uh, if maybe they'll back off the horror once October is over, but right now I've been enjoying the ride and they've been doing a lot of really cool stuff. Of course, we had the reboot, uh, the soft reboot of the Prey uh, Predator series, and we had the reboot of the Hellraiser series. You've had some less effective offerings from Hulu, like Grim Cuddy, which was an absolute atrocious mess. But their latest movie, Matriarch, wasn't going to make up for the mess that was Grim Cuddy. Uh, that's what I wasn't sure of. You know, they could they do well with, you know, big name franchises, big name intellectual properties like the Predator series, like the Hellraiser series, and you can reboot those and, and they're going to do really well. And, and if they're at least competent movies, people are going to enjoy them, I think. But to bring about uh, some new ideas and new movies that are... are trying to capture the imagination of horror fans, that uh, remains to be seen, whether they're going to be effective with that. But Grim Cuddy, I think, may have been the anomaly. Uh, Grim Cuddy was not good. Matriarch, I, I quite enjoyed. It was weird. Don't get me wrong. Bizarre as F. I won't disagree with that. 
but it really was an interesting story. Maybe not fully fleshed out, but but I quite enjoyed this story. Now we're going to talk about this, and I'm going to try not to be too terribly spoilery, but there probably are going to be some things that kind of lean into spoils. And then towards the end of the episode, we'll kind of give uh, the big spoil... Yeah, we'll do like a spoilery section where we'll talk a little more in depth about some of the things that you're going to discover. So if you haven't watched this movie, probably best to just go watch it. It's only it's under an hour and a half long, hour 25. Uh, Go watch it on Hulu and then come back and hear my thoughts on it. Or if you're like, I don't care. I don't care about spoilers. uh, Just keep on trucking. We're going to keep on moving on this. But the description of this movie is uh, afflicted by a mysterious disease. After surviving an overdose, a woman returns to her childhood home to confront her personal demons, but instead discovers a real one. Ooh, spooky. I, I don't know if that is an accurate portrayal of how things go down, but I could see where somebody in loose terms could could say that about this. But we meet our lead character, Laura, played by uh, Jemima Roper. And she's not an actress I'm terribly familiar with. Even looking at her filmography, I'm not terribly familiar with uh, some of the stuff. Although she looks familiar. Like, I... I I'm pretty sure I've seen her in something. I just don't know what it would be because in her filmography, it just doesn't have anything that I would have watched. But but I quite enjoyed her. She plays a character that you want to feel sympathy for, but you have a hard time at the beginning. We meet her. Uh, we're right away introduced to the fact that she has got some real problems, addiction problems, uh, self-harm problems. She is an alcoholic. She's got a cocaine habit. She is bulimic. She is not a nice person to be around sometimes. The people that are around her closest to her, an old girlfriend that she invites over, just can't stand to be around her, can't keep up with her drug uh, cocaine habit. Uh, Her one friend at work, her boss, uh, is trying to be there, trying to be helpful, trying to be supportive, and she does nothing but just push her away and says horrible things to her. And... And it's just, she's just not a very likable character. Uh, she gets this call from her mother, who she's been estranged with for the past 20 years, and finally decides to go home because that's really the only place she has left. She is essentially not burnt bridges, but she has alienated anybody who showed any amount of care that we have met in this, in this short beginning of the movie. But before she goes home, she has one more roust of cocaine and alcohol and ends up having an overdose and essentially dying. I think she dies there. And all of a sudden, lying on the bathroom floor, we see this black water, this black ooze kind of materialize and make its way towards her mouth. And you don't know if this is her hallucinating as she's she's on cocaine, she's on drugs, she is dying. Maybe this is some sort of, you know, end of it all vision. You don't know whether this is something she's imagining or if it's something that's really happening. But this black ooze kind of funnels its way to her mouth and inside of her body. And she's revived, whether by fate or whether by chance or whether by this black ooze, somehow she has come back from the beyond. 
but not without any consequences because she finds that this this black ooze starts seeping out of her out of her nose i think is the first time we see it almost like a nosebleed only it's black instead of red blood but she goes back to her childhood home and this village that she lives in it's it's like one of those old english countryside villages uh, it, it feels like it is a village that is really close to the village where men took place. <laughs> that village and that. Uh, this kind of felt like a, like they're in the same vicinity, the same county or whatever. But she tries to reconnect with her mother, which we find out right away. Her mother is abusive. Maybe not physically abusive, but she was definitely mentally abusive to Laura. And we don't understand why. And, and when we get to this village, we find it very odd and peculiar. The people in it are peculiar. The people don't like her for some reason. You think it may be because she was rebellious or she's she is a lesbian. Uh, and I, bl- I don't know whether it is. I think it's kind of mentioned in a roundabout way that uh, she had a friend uh, when they were younger, maybe people did you think maybe people didn't agree with that and and that's why she's kind of the the town pariah, but you don't really understand and the, and the people you meet are just kind of effed up. They're weird people. This is a weird village uh, full of weirdos and and you know what sometimes you get that. Uh, I grew up in a small town. We had our fair share of weirdos. Uh, maybe not a town as small as this, but small towns have weird quirks. And weird, quirky people. So you're not sure what's going on with this. And then you meet the mother, played by the incomparable Kate Dickey. I, I, I've i said this before because she's been in uh, quite a few things we've seen recently. I mean, of course, Game of Thrones, Lysa Aaron. She was in The Witch. One of the movies we talked about on Shudder, uh, Raven Hollow. She was in that. Did a fantastic job in that. One of the standouts in that. Kate Dickey is just a force of nature in in general but especially in this film and it was nice to see her not in like a period piece so many so many things like the witch and raven's hollow uh, she's in you know period clothing and it's nice to see her in something modern but we meet her character celia and we find out that celia is quite old but she doesn't look a day younger or a day older than when Laura last saw her and she Laura chalks it up to her you know spending all her money on on Botox and plastic surgery but Celia claims that no there was no plastic surgery involved but she is you know she's supposed to be pushing you know over 70 I would imagine 70 or plus uh and of course Kate Dickey's I believe she's like 50 51 years old so you know probably about 20 years younger than what she should be but there again you just chalk it up to laura hasn't seen her in 20 years and that maybe she's just taking care of herself uh you don't really think that much about it until celia played by kate dickey uh, starts doing some weird things there are some things that go on in this movie things that she does the scenes where laura's sleeping and she comes in and she's yelling things and then next thing you know she hops up on the bed and she crouches down and she's sniffing her and it just it gets weird really quick 
But you spend a lot of this movie with a lot of confrontation between Laura and Celia. You know, Laura making accusations against Celia uh, about how, you know, she was treated as a child, about the fact that her father apparently committed suicide when she was quite young. Her hanging on to a lot of resentment that uh, to the trauma that she faced over the years. And... You know, Celia trying to to play the repentant mother, but not that repentant. And her weird acting just really kind of leads into the insincerity of, of her actions towards Laura and the fact that she just is trying all she can do to keep Laura from leaving. And you're wondering what's going on. It creates a, a, a mystery throughout this that that is quite, I think it keeps you hanging on for, for some of the scenes that kind of feel like, ah, oh, there's just not much going on. It's just Laura being horrible, maybe justifiably so, but being horrible to her mother, her mother acting weird and, and sometimes horrible to her. Uh, you have to suffer through that because you want to know what's going on. You want to find out what's next. You want to find out what is the meaning of all this? Why is she dragging an unconscious Laura out to this locked greenhouse? What's in that greenhouse that needs to be locked up? And then you get a lot of other characters. You, you meet a lot of side characters. Nobody of real consequence. You do get some bits of of exposition about things that are going on in this village that aren't right. Uh, things that are going on in this village that are, aren't of God. Uh, you hear that from the town preacher. You have people that seem to be beholden to Celia. And there's this tree where people post little paper ornaments on it. Uh, talking about the things they're thankful for and the things they want and, and things of that nature. It's all quite bizarre until it all culminates to this climax where we find out uh, why the town is beholden to Celia and why uh, Laura can't leave and and the events of her past that she had no idea uh, what they were all about. And like I said, I'm trying not to be too spoilery right now. If you haven't watched it, we are going to get into the spoils here shortly. But uh, it, it was quite an interesting look at trauma and dealing with with addiction, whether it's Laura's addiction, whether it's the town's addiction. And there was an interesting look at that. Uh, even Celia, to a degree, is addicted to, to power of sorts. And the elemental folk horror of it all was was quite fun to watch and entertaining to watch now there's a lot of the story that just i don't think it was completely fleshed out uh it, it could have maybe gone through another rewrite or you know it's only an hour and 25 minutes maybe maybe like 10 more minutes just to to add some connective tissue and maybe not explain things but like i said just flesh out the idea a little more make the ideas that they did go with uh in the elemental aspect of it uh, make it make a little more sense and give it a little more weight i think they rushed through a lot of the explanation of the things like i've said before I, I don't need things to be explained to me uh chapter and verse but Things have got to make sense. And I just don't think things made complete sense. Uh, I think it could have used, like I said, with a little more 
fine tuning of this story. But all in all, I, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I think the director writer uh, Ben Steiner did a good job. He's uh, he's a director writer. Uh, he's done a few things, a lot of short films. This is really kind of his his big directorial. Uh, feature length debut so i thought he did a good job i think he did a really good job of building intention and building mystery which i did enjoy that like i said i just think the story could have used a little more fleshing out and maybe like one more rewrite would have would have uh done the story good but ultimately uh jemima rupert i thought she did a good job as laura kate dickey was just brilliantly maniacal brilliantly wicked and brilliantly uh bizarre and she's just such a fantastic actress she she carried this movie with just the way she portrayed celia and was so fun to watch and and made this this movie so entertaining so if you haven't had a chance to watch matriarch on hulu check it out uh i'm pretty sure you're gonna enjoy it if you like english folk horror uh, I think you're going to like this. I think it's uh, kind of a slow burn. Uh, it's definitely a slow burn. Things kind of go off a little slow. But like I said, the weirdness and the bizarreness and the questions that are raised that you're just looking for answers to keep you going. And Kate Dickey, uh, on the strength of her performance, that keeps you going through this whole thing. Now, we're going to get into the spoiler section of this that uh, I, I really... <laughs> This was such a wonderfully bizarre movie because I liked the the elemental folk horror aspects of it. You've got this this black ooze that just really keeps popping up, whether it's with uh, Laura, whether it's with Celia, whether it's the townspeople, the two old people constantly banging in the uh, the back of a car like perpetually and then we see things later where the, it starts to, they start to decay as the power starts leaving them it's just uh odd and you're like what in god's name is going on here but we find out that celia has essentially uh i don't i don't want to say made a deal with the devil it doesn't really feel like it's black magic or occultish it almost feels like some sort of elemental spirit or power that herself and her husband were involved in we first seen see him sacrificing himself we don't realize he's sacrificing himself i was trying not to pay too much attention because uh you get a little picture of his hang you get a little uh silhouette of his hang down between his legs uh i you know i thought to myself this is not a good way to hook me into a movie is uh first scene seeing some dude's butt and winky do hanging between his legs but you know what i was gonna persevere and yeah ultimately it is him sacrificing himself to this this elemental spirit um because he and his wife can't have a daughter and sacrificing himself uh essentially does like some sort of immaculate conception this this elemental spirit impregnates celia and celia has uh laura and she almost resents laura because it's not her daughter it is the daughter of this elemental spirit and that's why she's bringing laura back so uh she can ha that's where things were a little murky I, I wasn't sure if she was you know feeding laura to the spirit to 
recharge the spirit's power or send Laura back where she came from to give her power. That all felt kind of like I, I just it wasn't clear. But because of her involvement with this elemental spirit, uh, Celia has this power, this black ooze uh, seeping in her. And she is getting all the townspeople to give her tribute. And they she lets them suckle this black goo from her teats. And we get a very uh, graphic scene of that with a an orgy in the church. <laughs> It's so bizarre, but we see how she has been giving this village life. Because when the power starts to dissipate, all these people turn old, their actual age. And they need the power of of this black spirit juice coming from, from Celia's teats uh, to, to keep them young and vibrant and strong and virile. So they can live their life according to the desires of their flesh. And I think that's where it kind of uh, plays into addiction. Uh, of course, Laura has traditional addictions. She's addicted to, to cocaine. She's addicted to alcohol. She's addicted to bulimia. She eats and then she forces herself to throw up. She has her addiction problems. Uh, the town is addicted to the power and they, they're addicted to the way uh, this this mother's milk makes them feel young again and they can do all the things that they they've always they don't want to give up doing you know old people still wanting to bang uh, when they're well past the prime uh that sort of thing they're addicted to that power celia is addicted to the power of controlling all these people and controlling being uh very controlling of her daughter She's addicted to the power of, of having almost control over this elemental spirit that she keeps locked up in this greenhouse. So there's a lot of uh, themes of addiction in this, in the varying forms. Addictions of the, the mind, addictions of the flesh, addictions to substance abuse, uh, abuse in general, trauma, a lot of stuff going on here. It w- I, I think maybe they probably should have picked a lane as far as what what themes they were trying to 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 tackle here but but i all think it still kind of worked and then that big final showdown where uh, celia finally tosses laura to the to this elemental spirit this big multi-tittied elemental spirit she instead of uh, devouring laura she kind of swaddles her you know wraps her up in her arms and then releases her to cecilia dismay so i I, again i i don't know exactly what and maybe i missed something uh but it just really wasn't clear what uh celia wanted to happen to laura maybe she wanted her to be devoured i think that's what she wanted it didn't happen that way um you know this this elemental spirit is the matriarch she is uh laura's actual mother so of course she's not going to devour her then of course they go back to the the church where the the people having the orgy are no longer young anymore they're old because the power is dissipated and you essentially get the scene where laura cracks uh celia in the head with the gun knocking her to the floor and then bashing the bejesus out of celia's head uh a very gruesome scene if you if you like some gore you're gonna like that and then of course this last scene where laura goes into the same swamp uh, behind their house where where her father went and sacrificed himself to this elemental spirit she 
I, I think it's in a uh, turn of sh- her just returning home. Uh, she walks into the waters and disappears into the blackness. A very somber end to a very bizarre story and a very eerie story. There's a lot of uh, atmosphere in this. That that weird English countryside village where the people all act strange. I mean, that's you see that a lot in in folklore, especially British folklore. Uh, it, it has such a great atmosphere of unease that this this movie really taps into and it also ratchets up tension it works well with tension because because of this unease and because of the weird things Celia is doing to Laura and around Laura you're just like what's going on what's next what what is going on what is the end game here and you find yourself inching ever closer to the edge of your seat just waiting for something uh, bigger to happen you know little things happen in small steps until bam here's this big elemental uh titty monster and it's interesting it's bizarre it's not well fleshed out or not completely fleshed out but it was still interesting and fun and it had a lot of themes that it didn't uh smack you in the head but enough to where you can see okay i see what's going on there and didn't really have any answers to that but it really spoke to a lot of things i mean if you're triggered by something uh this probably has something in it to trigger you but there's just so many weird scenes <laughs> that that sometimes just don't you know there's a scene after she's bashed her mother's head in and before she goes to commit suicide by walking into the uh, mucky swamp water she squats over top of the piano her mother made her play as a child and pees on it uh I don't know what that's all about, but but hey, I was along for the ride, and if I had a mother like Kate Dickey's Celia in this movie, I probably would have peed on something too. So all in all, like I said, this movie just had a lot of things going on. It was bizarre. It was creepy. It was atmospheric. It had really interesting characters. It it had some things that were kind of hard to, to make heads or tails of, but I enjoyed the performances so much that that didn't really bother me and I could I could follow along well enough. Uh, I like the elemental spirit, this elemental uh, folk horror portion of this uh, quite a lot. This movie really felt like one part the movie Men, another part The Wicker Man. And there's probably a third movie in there somewhere that I just it's not coming to me right now. But but if you like, you know, like I said, some of those great British folk horror uh, movies and films, I think you're going to like this one. So if you like movies that make you say, what the F, I encourage you to check out Matriarch if you haven't. If you have, uh, hopefully you liked it as much as I did. Uh, like I said, it's not a perfect movie. It's not a completely fleshed out movie. I think it's a great idea. I think it's pulled off well enough. I think it could have just used a little more, some slight tweaks and some slight adjustments to the story to make some things, some aspects of it a little more clear. But other than that, it was an enjoyable watch and it really was uh, for all intents and purposes, a quick watch. I mean, it's an hour and 25 minutes, so it, it's not short by any stretch of the imagination, but it didn't really feel that long. And and like I said, the characters were interesting and compelling enough, and there was enough uh, what's going on, uh, enough question marks to keep me, to keep me hurtling through 
uh, a movie that really was slow in getting to its its climax. So that's my thoughts on Matriarch. Check it out on Hulu if you haven't already, and hopefully you will enjoy it like I did. And like I said, it's gonna make it's gonna be a head scratcher when it's all said and done. But I think you'll enjoy it when it's all said and done as well. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in for my thoughts on Matriarch. Please check out more on Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop's Facebook. Uh, we're always posting trailers and articles about the horror fantasy and science fiction we all know and love. Uh, finding articles all over the internet and uh, sharing those, sharing my thoughts and comments as well. And no matter where you listen to this podcast, please follow it, subscribe to it, download the episodes, like the episodes, share the episodes with anyone that you know that loves these genres, horror, fantasy, and science fiction. And please leave a review. Five stars would be awesome, but whatever review you leave, we do appreciate that. So until next time. Thank you for visiting Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. We hope that you found something to your liking and visit the shop again soon. But even though you may come back, you never really get to leave Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. Ha 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 ha!